the big series every year, South Carolina and Clemson getting at it. We hope tomorrow night up at Doug Kingsmore, Saturday over at Fleur Field in Greenville, Sunday here in Columbia over at Founders Park, and Coach Kingston joins us to help set the stage. Good evening, sir. How are you? Coach, are you with me? Hey, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir, we got you. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're great. We're great. Appreciate you so much for joining us. Let's begin with, I guess, the big issue of the hour, and that is what are you hearing weather-wise? I know there's going to be some weather in the upstate, maybe some big stuff. Have you guys talked a little more this afternoon, this early evening, about uh, what you're looking at and what you might have to do? Uh, nothing new since we did the press conference a few hours ago. It, it seems to be pretty status quo. As of right now, our plan is to get on the bus uh, about 1 o'clock tomorrow and head that way um, until we hear different. So I think we're all hoping if they do get rain, it's earlier in the day and it's, it's out of there by game time. Um, so as of right now, that's how we're operating. How does it work between you and any team when you're looking at a situation with weather? How do you decide – when to call it, uh, and and what is some of the determining factors that will lead to a uh, postponement? Yeah, it's it's always the onus of the home team to make that decision, uh, especially when it's a team coming from a ways away. Um, the home team is responsible for their home field um, and determining if it's playable or not. So as a, as the visitor, you're kind of at the mercy of whoever the home team is and, and uh, their judgment on how much water their field can take. Um, when did you get the tarp on? There's a lot of different factors that you look at. Um, you know, as the visitor, you just you you plan on going mentally uh, until you're told not to. So uh, most of the time, it's the it's the home team communicating with the visitors that it's a go. Come on, get on the bus and come on up. Or uh, it's not looking good. Uh, we're going to have to reschedule. Good thing for you is you'd be going up anyway since you're going to be playing in Greenville on Saturday early afternoon, right? So it doesn't affect your travel plans. Correct. We we will be staying in a hotel tomorrow night. Um, so my guess is we'll head that way, you know, in the hopes that we'll get to play Friday night. And if we don't, we will we'll still stay overnight and get ready to play on Saturday. So that that part of the of the trip will not change. How does a potential postponement tomorrow night affect your pitching plans? Well, I don't want to give you all the secrets, Phil, hmm. because I know I know those secrets could head up north pretty quickly. Um <laughs> You know that's that's something we've 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 talked about that a little bit about what would our strategy be uh, if if a game got postponed or if we we're only going to play two games on the weekend. Um, we've we've bounced a couple ideas off the wall, you know, as a staff on what we could do, you know, and whether we you know which of the two guys still start this weekend, which one would go to the bullpen. Um, but that that's what would happen. You'd end up only starting two of the three weekend starters. The other one would go to the bullpen, and, and then it's just a matter of, you know, as a coaching staff deciding what makes the most sense, you know, who's most ready and who would be the best fit to come out of the bullpen, who's done it in the past, um, which starters do you like matchup-wise. So um, everything is always on the table when you have to make adjustments on the fly. Let me just say that looking at some probables in the game notes, it, of course, with you guys, it's Sanders, Hall, Mahoney, but like you said, whichever two, if it's a rainout, whichever two you decide to use. And – Right here we see Clemson listing uh, Austin Gordon for Friday and Tristan Smith, a lefty, for Saturday, and then TBA for Sunday. That's just in the game notes, and we know that can be fluid, of course. 
How are you feeling about your team now? Look, you're nine and zero, and nine and zero is nine and zero. And but do you feel good? Is it a a, a good feeling nine and zero for you at this point as you go into this series? Yeah, it is because because of the manner in which we've won most of these games. Um, you know, you can be nine and zero and, and barely squeak by most of them. Um, but for the most part, we've taken care of business the way you should take care of business. Um, you know, we've had we've had our share of blowouts. We had a couple close games um, that we that we played really good pitching and defense and and, and scored enough and, and played the game right situationally to win a couple close games. Um, what you're going to have, it doesn't matter who's playing. If you play enough games, there are going to be a couple close games where you know your line drives are caught or the wind holds up home runs or you don't get the lucky bounces, whatever the case may be, you're going to have some close games. And, we, and we've won those. We had, we had a, a game or two that was close maybe in the sixth or seventh that we were able to pull away. And then, of course, we've had our share of blowouts you know, where we're just you know, really taking care of business. So I think if you look at the offensive stats, the pitching stats, the defensive stats, they're all exactly where you would hope that they would be nine games into a season. Well, you have been swinging a very mighty bat uh, to this point. Team batting average of 322, 27th best in the country. I'm going by memory here. Number one in <clears throat> excuse me, number one in home runs going into the week or after your last game uh, with 27 home runs. You're among the lead league lead, the national leaders in being hit by pitches, uh, drawing walks. You're among the uh, na- national leaders, slugging percentage, on base percentage. Uh, stolen bases, I think you're perfect. Uh, you really, there's nothing really to uh, pick away at from an offensive standpoint, is there? No, but I, that being said, I still think we can we can get better because Horning and Stone, especially, are have gotten off the slow starts, and I think they'll be better than they have been. Um, so I would like to see us just really get all nine guys in the lineup swinging the bats well at the same time because I think that will, that will serve us well and that will make us an even better offense. Um, I don't expect you know some of the guys that are hitting 450, I don't expect that to continue all year, but I also don't expect uh, Stone and Horning to struggle as much as they have either. So that stuff will balance itself out, but you know, uh, the home runs is, is, has been a very, very pleasing thing to see. I think we've already hit half the home runs that we hit all of last year, pretty darn close to it. And we know Founders Park plays a lot smaller as the year goes on because as it gets warmer, the wind starts to blow out. So I think that's been a nice development with the, with the guys we've added to the team this year. Yeah, the guys you've added, you know, the transfer guys in particular, they're, they're delivering for you. And what about Will McGillis? I mean, his first at bat as a Gamecocks, uh, as a Gamecock, he hits a homer. Uh, he's continued to hit home runs uh, and hit for, for good average for you. Did you, when you looked at him in the portal uh, and you did your scouting report on him, what did you see, and are you seeing that uh, play out in front of you in a Gamecock uniform? Yeah, for sure. You know, he hit 16 homers last year. So you're talking about the guys now hit 20, 22 homers in the equivalent of maybe 65 games between last year and the nine games this year. So it's a, it's a real power hitter. It's real bat speed. It's got, he's got loft power. Um, he plays very mature on the, on the field in terms of his defense, his base running. He's a very calm, mature presence among his teammates, and he's been everything we hoped he would be. You know, obviously, when his name first came across our desk from the portal, the 16 home runs stood out. But then as we dug into the kind of kid he was and the kind of leader he was on a super regional team at Southern Miss, 
uh, it became a no-brainer for us, and, and we went after him hard. Yeah, Caleb Denny, 37-game on-base streak, not to mention everything else he's been doing for you. 429 batting average, a couple of homers, uh, scored 12 runs. What do you like about this kid? And obviously he's given you everything you thought you might get. Yeah, I could say a lot of the same things about him as I just said about McGillis. I mean, he's we've planted him in the three-hole from the very beginning. Uh, he hits for power. He has speed. He, he, he's driven in a bunch of runs, and he also has, uh, what, five or six stolen bases. Um, and he's played really good defensively. So, again, another mature presence. It's, we just needed to add to, to the mature presence in our offensive lineup this year just so we could grind out at bats much better than we have. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely seeing that. You mentioned the hit-by-pitches. You mentioned the walks. And then when you add power to that, that's, that's a recipe for scoring runs. And, again, I don't anticipate we'll walk or homer at quite the rate we have early. But uh, when you have mature, talented hitters, you tend, to, you tend to have this type of success. Of course, the pitching can't overlook that. We knew going into the season that your pitching could be a strength, if not the strength. I think it's lived up to the billing of 2.00 ERA through nine games. And, I mean, are you getting what you thought you would get from your arms? Yeah, and I, and I, I say it again, I, I think we can be better there. I think Will Sanders will be better than he's been. I think Eli Jerzenbeck will be better than he's been. Uh, James Hicks has been exactly what we hoped he would be. Noah Hall has been spectacular. Um, and I think Jack Mahoney will continue to get better as the season goes on because he's a guy that missed all of last year with the Tommy John surgery. So the further you get from those, those injuries, the, the better off you'll be. So uh, it's been very solid so far. And obviously a 2.0 ERA I think is maybe uh, in the top two or three in the SEC right, right now. Um, but I think a lot of guys on our staff can can be better than they have. So I think that's very encouraging. All right. And uh, talking with Coach uh, Mark Kingston, South Carolina coach, getting ready for the, the series with Clemson. Have you have you pretty much settled on Kate Austin as your closer or too soon to identify anybody? Well, you, if you look at the stats, you'll notice Veach has two saves so far. Uh, Matthew Becker has one. And Kate Austin obviously was our closer last year. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be a closer by committee for a little while. Um, those guys are all more than capable of doing it. Uh, Veach has been the hot hand early on for us uh, with the two saves. Uh, Matthew Becker has gotten saves in the past and has one this year, and Kate Austin has been very reliable as well. Um, and then you also look at Hicks and Jerzenbeck, who may go from midweek starters uh, to the back of the bullpen. So we'll match it up for a while until somebody really takes the bull by the horns there. Uh, to say that they have to be the closer. Otherwise, we'll kind of go with matchups and we'll we'll go with the hot hand because they're all capable. You know, I know in Major League Baseball, because they play so many games and they play each other so many times, you can look at a guy who hits a particular team particularly well and, and get him in the lineup. But uh, Michael Braswell, who's not playing a heck of a lot for you this year, did so last year, but against Clemson, he hit 615 last year as a freshman. I mean, do you look at that and think, you know, maybe I could slip him in there at some point in time and see if that continues, or is that hard to do in a college setting? Yeah, it's a lot different in a college setting. You're talking about in the American League East, the Yankees and the Red Sox might play, what, 20, 20 times in a season, mm-hmm. I, I think is the number, somewhere in that, in that uh, area. Uh, three games over a weekend a year ago, 
that's that's a little bit different in terms of a sample size and michael's working hard and you know he's he's uh doing everything he can to get on the field but right now wimmer is just playing so well and uh braswell excuse me uh, mcgillis is playing so well and decroy's been well over 300 with a 500 on base percentage it it's just been you know it's, it's been a lot of competition on the team right now and the guys that have been playing the best through the fall and the spring are the guys playing right now. But um, as I tell our guys all the time, whatever we're doing is current. It's never permanent. Uh, so it's up to Michael to just keep working hard. And if, when he gets his opportunity, make, make sure he makes the most of it. Sure. Last thing from your uh, scouting report on the Tigers. I know that you know, they've lost four in a row after opening with four straight wins. And so people are like, well, they must not be very good, blah, blah, blah. But I know you don't look at that. You look at uh, at deeper stuff. What do you see in this Clemson team that concerns you the most? Well, it's a talented team. They have good arms, good power arms. You know, the Gordon kid, the Smith kid, who we'll, we'll see for sure on Friday and Saturday, those are both really good arms. They'll be in the mid-90s. Uh, so we respect that. It's an athletic team. They steal a lot of bases. They play really good defense. Um, and they're, they're left-right balanced throughout the lineup. So, um, you know, we know a lot of the names just from the recruiting process. There's a lot of South Carolina kids on that roster. So um, a lot of respect for the program, the kids on the, on the field. And so I think it'll be, it'll be very close, hardly fought ball games like it always is. All right, Coach. Well, as I said at the press conference, you and Coach Backett, you're not doing a good job with the weather at this point. I hope that improves over the next uh, few hours and we can get everything in on time uh, and we don't have to stretch this thing out like we did a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hopefully, it, it hopefully the uh, weather agrees with us because we all want to see three great ball games this weekend. We will see you where it, whenever it's played and wherever it's played. We'll be there to cover it. We thank you so much for joining us tonight. Best of luck to you. All right, Phil. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, sir. As always, appreciate it. Okay, Coach Mark Kingston, joining us here on Sports Talk.